Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun and let's get started right now. Today has to do with your need to be right. And I'll tell you why I came up with this a little later. But the whole point is the question, does the need to be right damage your life? And you may not know this, but do you know someone, maybe it's not you, that always feels the need to be right about business? So their way goes. About sports, about relationships or school. And do you know how and why the need to be right can spoil those relationships as well as even your career? And how it can actually damage your life. The need to be right impacts the world in a really big way. I mean, we mandate laws and we say, this is what we think is right. And not everybody agrees with that. And we can't always figure out how to handle things that we have disagreements over. Abortion, health care, religion, politics, race relations, gun control. I mean, even climate change we don't agree on. So how do we deal with all of that? The people who feel the need to be right are going to push their agenda. It might be you on one issue or on another issue. It might be someone you're dealing with, which they try and make you feel wrong. Now, let me be clear. This is not about having rights, about civil rights or otherwise. It's about bulldozing people to believe what you think is right is the only way to think. It's the only way that you're allowed to believe because that's what you think is right. Or not just you, you, but the world, you. And sometimes, of course, you need to stand up for yourself. This is what I think is right, and this is what I'm going to say out loud, of course. But the question is, if you're going beyond what's working for you, that's what's important. And how do you deal with other people who do that? So what do we do? How do we change the world? We always say we change ourselves first. And that sometimes seems really difficult. But let me tell you, it's a whole lot easier to change yourself than it is to change anybody else. Trying to fix other people or make them believe the way that we do, we can try it, but force-feeding people doesn't always work that well. And people get a little annoyed and even angry. And it ripples out from you, however you act. So if you change yourself so that you feel in a better place, everyone around you will react differently. So today I'm going to talk about the need to be right, kind of psychologically speaking. And how do I know if it's me, this need to be right? about being right at all costs, and how the need to be right impacts our business lives and our personal lives, and how we can respond in different ways to that. Right versus happy, and releasing the need to be right and how we can do that. So psychologically speaking, the need to be right has to do with our self-confidence. The lower our self-confidence is, the more people can make us feel bad. They'll try and make us feel wrong. 
And that hurts our self-confidence. So we need people to agree with us. We may start to question who we are and what we want in life if people make us feel wrong. We may feel worthless or have no value. So being right may feel like it's vital to our survival, to being who we are. And we may defend our right pretty much to the death, well, in some cases to the death with warfare and things, defend ourselves to anybody who comes along going, no, I'm right. Because being right affirms and inflates our sense of self-worth. When others agree with us, we feel validated, not only for how we feel, but for how we act and why we do certain things. And I'm not a psychologist. This is just what I know from the things that I've gone through life with. And sometimes we may think people are just, well, idiots for thinking a certain way, right? Our theme could be, can't they see they're wrong? I don't understand. How can they believe that way? How can they think that way about something? If only they understood, if only they could see what what I see or know what I know, they know that they were wrong. Does this sound familiar at all? You might think, if I could only explain my side better, they'd get it. They'd understand why they're wrong. And I'm right. But the problem is, if one person is right, someone else is wrong. And if you look at it psychologically, being wrong over and over and over again, whether it's a boss-employee relationship, a romantic relationship, or even a friendship, it can drag us down. It can damage our self-confidence and ruin our relationships. If you can now, close your eyes just for a second. Now, remember being in school and having the teacher call on you? Did you know the answer? If you were right, how did you feel? Were you proud, excited? And if you didn't have your hand up, maybe you had your eyes down and you weren't looking at the teacher when they called on you, how did you feel then? Because you probably didn't know the answer if you weren't looking at the teacher. Did you feel stupid? Maybe embarrassed? Humiliated? Did the kids make fun of you? School was a place we learned being right was a good place to be. Tests and questions in class, they all kind of reaffirm our need to be right instead of the need for creative thinking and thinking outside the box. Being right was what it was all about, and we learned that growing up. So you can open your eyes now if you had them closed. But think about this. Being right is kind of a black and white thing. It's a right or wrong thing. The good guys versus the bad guys thing. Kind of the heroes versus the villains, so to speak. It's right, wrong. And our laws are set up that way. Our government is set up that way. Even most of our religions are set up that way. We may totally go along with it or stay in the gray areas. And we may agree on some issues, disagree on others, or violently disagree with others. Each individual decides what they see as right. Even if, as a group, we agree on murder, like is bad, or something else is bad, it's still only a belief. It's still only what we think. I'm saying this because I took a workshop that looked at why we reacted certain ways. And they said everything we did was either because we wanted to be in control of our lives and the situation and other people, or because we wanted to be right. Now, I knew that I wanted to be in control. I knew it. I came in going, good, I can work on this. And I figured everyone would know which one they were. You want to be right or you want to be in control? Eh, right. I want to be in control. Well, we did various exercises in the workshop. Each was about a different thing that we dealt with in our real life. So maybe the way we communicated, 
boss issues we worked on, romantic issues we worked on. Imagine my surprise when the source of the way I reacted to things came up as needing to be right over and over again. I manipulated people just totally subconsciously. I didn't know I was doing it because I wanted them to agree with me. I wanted them to validate that I was right because I wasn't sure subconsciously. So I was like, no, I'll cry. I'll make them agree with me. I'll I'll do this. I'll do that. But it was not conscious at all. And needing to be in control wasn't it for me at all. I needed to be right. And it turned out that that was my thing. And that was such a shocker. You may not even know if you feel that's your need, your need to be right. And do you even know if you are that person? So how do you know if you need to be right? Well, like I said, I didn't have the slightest idea, really, that it was me. But if you aren't sure, you can ask yourself a couple of questions. When was the last time you apologized for being wrong? Okay, did that make you cringe? If you need to be right, you're not going to apologize very often. And you're never going to say you're wrong, probably, unless you finally get around to it. What about, do you argue every time someone disagrees with you? Do you feel attacked or take it personally if someone questions you on an issue? Do you get defensive easily and say, well, it wasn't my fault. Maybe you blame other people because it wasn't you that was wrong. It was them. And you just sort of listen to somebody else. Do you feel the need to explain your position constantly? Do you listen to someone else's opinion with an open mind? Or do you close down and and think about all those things, line up all those arguments for why they should agree with you while they're talking? So you miss out on what those things are that maybe they're saying. If you use yes, but, or yes, I hear you, but it's kind of dismissing what they're saying to you. It's not really listening. And you may be addicted to being right, or you may just crave it and need it. And you might also find that a certain type of behavior comes from the need to be right. You might be intolerant, defensive, or justify your actions. You might condemn others' opinions without even hearing them or be overly critical. You'll act offended or argue and maybe you're even sarcastic about somebody's, the feelings that they have or their need to be right because you know they're wrong. And you might react in this overly outraged manner going, it's you, it's you, when it's not. You might use semantics to confuse people. So you focus on an absolute accuracy to make someone else wrong. Well, no, if you were this way, and they're going, no, that's what I meant. No, no, no. You may feel validated, stronger, or more powerful, or have more self-confidence if you feel you're right. So it's really easy to get addicted to being right. So what happens if you feel the need to be right at all costs? If you think you're right, how do you react when someone challenges you? There are a number of ways that you might react. You might get defensive, annoyed. You might get a little argumentative or even pushy. You might get angry. You might make excuses or give reasons why you feel a certain way, trying to talk people into agreeing with you. You might start second-guessing yourself. So... How attached are you to being right? Of course, it kind of depends on the subject matter, right? I mean, some you might go, nah, I don't necessarily need to be right in that area. It's no big deal. We all have our opinions. It's no big deal. But other things, when you start pushing at people, what about those times? 
some people hold the need to be right so close that they'll explode over anyone questioning them. And that's how insecure they are. You may know people like this. Maybe certain areas of their life they think they're right on, and they're so insecure about it. I know a lot of artists that are like that, a lot of theater people, I should say, because artists covers a really wide range. They're so insecure that they think they know it, but subconsciously they overreact whenever you even question the slightest bit about their artistic integrity, rather than saying, hey, when you do that, what did you mean by that? They'll go, wah, and they'll go crazy. Know when people do that, or if you do that, that you're just being incredibly insecure about who you are. And you can look at that and you can adjust that and, and work with that and, and love yourself over that and, and really maybe deal with a life coach or some other way of being able to help you shift and get through that. And maybe give a little more empathy to those people that are crazed on you because you'll understand, ah, look, they don't get it. They don't understand that they're so insecure about that, especially if it's their livelihood. I want you to listen to some of these reasons to see if any of these you're ready to defend or fight for, or maybe you know somebody else who is. You'll fight for your sports team better than someone else's. Somebody puts it down and you fight for them. Of course, politics. Someone else has a different opinion, and sometimes people get crazy over it, and they're ready to defend or fight for it, and we see it all the time. Even things like your child is smarter or braver or better than someone else's opinion. Their opinion is, no, they're dunce. No, they're the, no, they're not. Medical issues like COVID-related truths, we're all arguing over things, and most of us don't know anything. We're just going by whatever the research is that we can find out there on whatever it may be, even cancer. It's like, well, this works well sometimes, but what about that one? How does this all these treatments all work? We even will fight for our right to be right on how to communicate with each other what your children should or shouldn't do, what school to go to. And of course, the big one, at least in a relationship, there's money and finances. Do you buy stuff all the time? Do you save it? The right of how to do it so that it makes you secure, that can feel right or wrong. We argue over sex, the right to have it, to how to do it, when to do it, who should do it. I mean, we have all these things. We even feel the right over the thermometer settings. It's too hot. It's too cold. This is wrong. This is too cold for me. I'm always freezing. The kind of food to eat. I mean, healthier, not healthier. How much to exercise? I'm right. You need to do it so many times a day. We even argue and feel the right over pineapple on pizza. I mean, come on, people. It's wrong. It's right. It's your opinion. It turns out that most of what we believe is right. It's pretty much just our opinion of what we see. And like I kind of mentioned earlier, a lot of people may agree with one opinion. We may all agree with the Ten Commandments, for example, but who says that's right? Okay, God. But the whole point is, is that what do we believe? What does each person believe, think? What opinion do we have? Most of us agree that killing is wrong, but then there are reasons why self-defense, there's a war, people get killed. Some people believe in capital punishment or abortion and the whole point is, is that it's your opinion, what's right, what's wrong. A lot of times it's connected to our religion, but it's really down to it, a personal opinion that you've adopted. It may only be what's considered right and wrong in your own mind. And a lot of times it's the way we're raised, obviously. It's what we believe, it's our religion we're raised in, it's the people that raise us, and what we adopt. Even cultural differences can come up in our interactions and what we think is right versus what somebody else thinks is right. 
I'm going to get into more of that later. But right now, I want to get into the need to be right and how it impacts your career. So what if you're the boss? If you feel you're right and you're the boss, well, is it your way or the highway? Or maybe you have a boss like this. You might have a higher turnover rate in your department or your business with employees. If you think you have to be right all the time, people may have trouble working for you. You might come off as obnoxious or pushy. It's like I said, if you're keeping in mind now, you're going, that's my boss. Or maybe you don't realize that's you. Your employees won't feel heard. They may not work as hard for you because they won't like you. You might feel unappreciated or passed over. Or I should say, they may feel that way if they work for you. And if you're the employee, you may feel that way. They may feel held back. And as a boss, you might miss out on some really good ideas if you don't listen to your employees. If you can open yourself up to other ideas and opinions around you without making yourself wrong, you can not only learn something new, but you might find some really innovative ways to make things get done or ways to approach something you've never even thought of. If you actually listen, your department or your business may take off and be so much better. And if you're in a big company, your departments may flourish and all of a sudden things will change and everybody will come to you and ask, what did you do? What's different? How did you make it work? And you can say, hey, I started listening to my employees more. What a concept. And sometimes what they have to say works. And maybe it's better than your ideas. But you have to be willing to take that step. If your boss doesn't hear you and your boss is this difficult person who always has to be right, what do you do? They won't take the time to listen. Do you complain to your fellow employees? Go around the boss sits directly over your head and jump above them? Do you stew about it? What do you do? You can always get another job if the boss doesn't listen to you. So you have to pick your battles when you're the employee. If your boss is difficult. But the question is when you feel you need to be right and you're an employee, what do you do? When you're evaluated, I want to ask you, how do you feel? When somebody in an authority says, you could do things better, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, or you should do this, or you should do that, how do you react? Do you give excuses or blame other people, get defensive? If you do any of those things in an evaluation for like a yearly evaluation, things may not go so well. They may not like you so much as an employee. You don't have to be a yes person, say, yes, I hear you. Oh my God, I'm, I'll try and do better. I'll try and do better. Yeah, you can do that. And part of it, they want to hear that. If you get defensive, they won't hear you either. They just think you aren't a good employee. Have you seen some of those reality shows when they give evaluations, especially the ones that have to do with chefs? Because I always remember the saying, yes, chef. Thank you, chef. When they, they rip people apart, the judges. I think that's why people like Simon Cowell so much on his shows. They rip people apart, but they're speaking the truth for them about how they feel. And they know enough sometimes in the business to say, hey, this is really bad. But they're kind of nasty, and the people stand there and they take it. Sometimes they give excuses, and sometimes they lose it. And when that happens, they're kicked out because they aren't willing to learn. So just remember that when you go through an evaluation, if you don't like it, take some breaths. Because it's going to happen at some point if you're not doing your job or if there's a problem or if the boss is difficult, you're going to hear some negative things. Make sure you don't take it personally or lose your cool. You can ask calmly what you could have done differently so you can avoid the same problem next time. And if your boss thinks they're always right, 
maybe you can ask for help on the next project, just telling them you're, you're learning so much from them. And, and hey, I'd like your insight on this project. If you think that's going to make you look weak, then maybe you don't do that. You know your boss better than I would. But sometimes that is a way for them to say, oh, they want to learn. And then they'll listen. And of course, if you see anything illegal or immoral, I'm not talking about that right. Make sure you step up and do whatever you need to do. But don't just push your own agenda because you have to be right. It's not going to work as a group unless you're set up that way. So think of the consequences for your job. Think of what you want. And if you want an open-ended conversation on this sort of thing, then make sure you find a job that allows you to have that. You can keep your job until you can find one. You don't need to quit, but at least be willing to embrace and realize if you're the one that's pushing your agenda because you feel the need to be right or because you have innovative ideas you want to mention to see if they're going to work or not. There's differences in that way of thinking and that's going to help you. I just finished talking about how it impacts your life in a business setting. So now I'm going to talk about it in relationships. It's funny how therapists have been known to ask the questions of relationships that they're in trouble, they say, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? And of course, most people say, well, I want to be happy. But then they go home and the arguments go on. People still get triggered, buttons still get pushed. And it wouldn't happen unless you were trying to make the other person wrong or they were trying to make you wrong because you had to be right and the arguments happen. If you knew how I feel, you wouldn't do that. It's just crazy what people do. And I've been there. I understand. People escalate arguments until they blow up so out of proportion. I mean, abuse happens. Divorce happens. All this sort of stuff happens. And sometimes we don't even remember what the argument was about. And then when we do, sometimes we argue. But again, because we go back into it again. But most of the time, we don't even remember It's incredibly easy to take things personally when it's a friend or a loved one and they challenge your belief in what you think is right. But taking things personally not only makes us defensive, but we may lash out because we're hurt because those are the people that can really hurt us. The other people just question us. We may not feel hurt because of it, but our friends and our loved ones, we can lose it because we feel like they're saying, you're not a good person when they argue with you. We can lose friends, spouses, our connection with our children, even our adult children. So many different people, if you push our need to be right on them, needing to be right can make you seem like you're pushy or argumentative. You can even seem mean or cruel. It makes people uncomfortable and even unloved. And it may make you difficult to be around. If you feel that way about someone else, think about it. Is it because they feel the need to be right and you feel wrong all the time? Or if somebody pulls away from you and they say, you're just cruel or you're just mean, think about what you're doing. So what do you do if you run into someone else who pushes you with their need to be right? First, it helps if you can recognize what's happening. If they get angry or they're pushing their idea of what's right on you, Politics and COVID right now are the two with the greatest divide, it seems like. Facebook has people with absolute ideas, black and white. People are unfriending people at a higher rate than ever, I think, because they're blasting each other for their beliefs. Even with a lack of information or what information they think they have, that you can kind of tweak it into making it whatever your 
belief is you have to wear masks. You don't should never have to wear masks. There's nobody here. The, there's this, there's that. And everyone has their own beliefs about it, their own rightness. It's okay to take a break from someone on Facebook. You don't have to unfriend them. You can block them temporarily. You can take a break from them, which I don't know how long that's going to last, but right now that still works. And then find them later. Come back to them and see what happens. Perhaps if you don't want to argue, you can ask for further details on why they believe a certain way. Now, if they're so pushy and they're so out there with their need to be right that you can't deal with it because you just can't even have a discussion without them trying to force you to believe their way, then you definitely need to take that time away from that person. You might just say, I hear you. I hear what you believe in. That's just not what I believe in. If they won't come to a compromise, either don't talk about politics with somebody or about something else that you have a problem with. If you can't agree to disagree, then you may need to step away. A little or a lot. But be aware, when people think they're right, they use certain behaviors. Like I've said before, people use excuses. They get defensive. They're defending their territory. And they keep explaining why they're right. And you're going, stop, just stop. <laughs> they may take it personally if you're saying, no, this is how I'm feeling. This is what, how I feel. You might find people trying to talk you into it by wheedling or cajoling or crying or whining or even threatening you to believe the way they do. If this is you, just be aware when you're doing it and go, wait, why am I doing this? Why am I saying these things to this person? If you have a low self-esteem, or they do, then the arguments are going to get more and more out there. The emotions are going to go nuts. And just be aware that you have the power to step back anytime you need to. I want to give you six steps to release that need to be right. The first thing you can do is whenever something happens to annoy you, to make you want to argue with somebody or defend yourself, take a breath, take two or three breaths, maybe 10, count to 10. Do something to allow yourself to become more aware of why and what's happening with you. Decide when you take that breath, if it's something worth fighting for. Is this need to be right? Worth it. Is this something you even need to focus on at all? Because sometimes some things will make a difference and we need to say something. And sometimes maybe you're just doing it out of habit. You don't really need to take that leap and get in somebody's face. So take a breath. Whether you're defending your right to be right because they're pushing at you or whether you want to push at them, take a breath and be aware. The second step is to just stay calm. If someone is taking that, pushing it, even if you think they are totally wrong and they're driving you crazy because they're pushing all your buttons, take that breath. Again, stay calm as you can. If you want to challenge that other person, it'll only make them fight back. They might dig in. They might get mean or angry, argumentative. And you don't need that. If you don't want that, if you've decided in that first moment, this isn't really worth fighting over, then just continue to stay calm. That's the second step. The third step to release that need to be right is to be fully present with the person you're talking to. Don't let your mind wander off. Don't allow yourself to line up those reasons why you're right and they're wrong. Don't end up finding justifications or excuses. Don't do any of those things. Be aware that when you're fully present, you actually don't miss out on what's happening. 
and what that person's saying. So first, take the breath, stay calm, and then be fully present. Don't meander away. The fourth step out of six is to really pay attention and listen to what the other person's saying. Try and do it without judgment. Maybe they actually have a valid point. Maybe not, in your mind, but allow them to speak their truth. Maybe you'll agree with them more than you thought. Maybe they'll have a few things where you can say, huh, well, that's interesting. Or maybe you'll think you're just an idiot. But it's okay. Pay attention. Listen to what they have to say. So at least you get what they're trying to say to you. You'll at least understand their viewpoint. Even if you don't end up, well, agreeing with what they have to say. You might say something like, I hear you. I understand what you're saying. Then they'll feel heard. And maybe that's all they need. You don't have to agree with them or say you do if you don't. But at least listen. You might be able to say, let's just agree to disagree. I, but I hear what you're saying. Or maybe you only do that in your head because you really don't want to get into it with the person. But just be aware that if you can stay calm and pay attention to the other person, you're going to get so much more out of that interaction. You won't feel as pushed. Now, of course, the fifth step can be the hardest for people. Once you listen, realize you might have an epiphany. You might have a, oh my God. And then you might kind of wander off and not be listening to them for a minute while you get this idea in your head. And what you might learn is why this particular topic of discussion pushes your buttons. What is it? Maybe they remind you of your mother or your father or something that was said that really hurt you when you were younger. Maybe it's something else. Maybe you'll realize that it's related to something else that pushes your button. And it's like when you talk about this, oh my God, this thing comes up for me. I think you don't value me because of the way that you're talking to me. It has nothing to do with the actual subject matter, perhaps. If you can learn a lesson in anything in life, you're going to grow and be a better person. And generally, just enjoy your life more and have more of that limitless life that I like to talk about. And the sixth step is you may need to release that person from your life. Sometimes, if they constantly challenge you, you just need to take that time and realize, is this really worth staying here? Do I need to walk away? Or you might learn from that particular person that no matter what they say, it's just time. It's time to let go. And you learn the lessons, but you don't need to be in their life. Sometimes when you learn a lesson, it might be a really dear friend. And you go, oh, I get why they push my buttons. I understand. And you may find that because you learn that lesson, you no longer have your buttons pushed. And you end up in a better relationship than you ever had before. That's happened to me before. So be aware that if you don't have all the information of what the other person means, what they're referring to, sometimes, especially with text messages nowadays and email, you don't get tone of voice. So you may not understand someone's kidding. And so you take it the bad way. Your buttons are pushed and you might come back with this, you're wrong. How can you say that when they're going, that's not what I meant at all. Make sure that you go through and you take some of these steps that I just gave you. Those six steps were to take a breath, decide if you need to be annoyed or not before you actually just jump into it, stay calm, be fully present, don't wander off and assume all these other things are what this person means. Pay attention and listen to them. Really listen. Try to let them be heard so that you can understand where they're coming from. Learn that lesson. And then when it all comes down to it, if you need to release them from your life, you can if you really need to. 
I have uh, something I wanted to kind of tell you about quickly. It's I had someone in my life some time ago, and we reacted totally opposite to a situation. And I think it's something that may help you. We both felt incredibly hurt and totally disrespected by what the other person had done and what we said. And when we finally talked about it about a week later, I felt bombarded with being told why I was wrong about the situation. I mean, I stayed calm and I tried to think of all the reasons I felt she was wrong. I was kind of, I was listening to her, but I was going, no, she's wrong. I don't understand why she's saying that. And I did say how I felt pretty calmly, but she didn't hear. She didn't listen. At least she didn't appear to listen. And I finally said, I hear you and I understand what you're saying. I'm not glad we had the chance to talk. And I think she felt heard, but I didn't. My takeaway is that when we come from different cultures, because it was a totally, I think it was a cultural thing, we were raised completely differently. She's from another country. And our ideas of right and wrong were clearly different. I think we left the conversation with her still thinking she was right. And I understood her feelings, but I still thought that I was right. And sometimes it's okay to let someone else, you know, it's like, it's fine. You have your opinion, I have mine. But it was something that was kind of impacting the relationship. But I realized that it seemed like, from my point of view, that my feelings had little or no value to her, which was a lesson because ultimately I was kind of okay with that because it didn't impact my life that much. But it did make me value my true friends more. So sometimes that's the way you need to handle something. You need to kind of think about it and feel it and decide, is this okay? Yeah, it's okay that they don't agree with me. It doesn't matter. So what do you do? If you let go of having to be right, Here's some, some general stuff I just want to go into. Be aware that when you feel the need to be mindlessly win an argument, you're probably just feeling the need to be right. Probably, unless you just like playing with people. If you want to keep the relationship or make it grow better, learn to let go when it's not that important and listen more actively to somebody. Pay attention and stay more fully present. Really listen to that other person and what they're saying. Rather than needing to be right, try to understand why someone else sees their situation differently than you do. Ask them questions. If you seem engaged, it'll make them feel heard. Now, don't ask them questions like you're judging them, like, why do you feel that way? Just say, really? Well, tell me more about that. Why do you feel like that? It's kind of my life coaching persona, the way I do it, because I want to know more. Do it from a curiosity standpoint. Don't do it from, why are you wrong? Why do you feel that way? And do realize that different upbringings and different cultures may have a very different ideas of right and wrong. It doesn't make anyone more right or more wrong. It's just our opinion and how we were raised. You may learn something that you didn't know before. If you're gentle with asking them questions, you might end up agreeing with them. Or not. But at least you won't have an argument. And the very least, you'll understand why they feel the way they do. The need for one party to be right over the other is one of the reasons it takes so long for things to get done in Washington. What if Republicans or Democrats stepped up and instead of arguing all the time, they truly listened to what the other party was saying and why they were saying it? Instead of making excuses or getting defensive and saying, you're wrong, we're right, blah, blah, blah. What if they gave credit to the other side and then they worked together? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a kick in the pants? They do it occasionally but not very often. And on a personal level, we do indeed need to stand up for our rights and what we believe to be right. But we don't always have to be right about everything in our life. Pick your battles. When you need to be heard, 
but do it in a constructive way as best you can. Because those six steps that I outlined can really help you not flip into this argument and help you shift away from having to be right all the time. Or if someone's in your face, take a deep breath, stay calm, be present, pay attention and listen to the other person. Learn that lesson if you can about why you're feeling defensive or why you're getting your buttons pushed so that you can grow and be thankful even that this came up so you can learn something. And then if it doesn't work, if that person is always like this, take a time out or even let them go completely if you need to. Personally, let me tell you, the pressure of having to be right all the time is exhausting. Isn't it worth letting it go sometimes if you can choose to live a life filled with more gratitude, more hope, more love, and more peace? Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. Today's gonna be You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be, gonna be a good, good day. Yeah.